The Packers' win wasn't pretty. The Steelers got their ninth victory. The Ravens-Pats game was wet. Bills and Texans fans are upset because Hopkins caught the game-winning tutty. Welcome to the Mishpal. Alrighty, just a quick little thing up at the top before we get into any of the show. Um, I had food poisoning today, so um, I'm not going to be having a beer. Um, just because, you know, not really feeling that right now. Um, I was pre- we're pretty sure, Breeze and I, Bree and I both got it, and we're pretty sure it was these beans that we have, uh, I guess had. Uh, never had that type of bean before, and, um, yeah. Don't want to get too much into the details about the food poisoning, but it was not great. We both woke up feeling not great, and eventually, um, and we feel a bit better now, but still, you know, not fully recovered. So, um, that's why I'm not drinking a beer right now, and, um, we'll see. I'm probably, probably won't have as much energy, slash, uh, maybe it will go a bit shorter than normal, but, um, but yeah. So, into the, um, the business for fantasy, uh, the votes are in, and, um, we had, I think, last time I checked, there were 12 votes casted, you know, for a 14-team league, that's most people. I will check again right now really quick, but um, even with the still needing two votes, um, we had a winner in in terms of, of what people want for the Sacco punishment. Um, oh, we have 14 votes now, so everyone has voted, um, and the winner uh, with five votes is the Body Issue Calendar. So, whoever Sacco is, um, they will have to come up with a, you know, layout for a calendar, 12-month or 14-month, probably 12-month, and get a calendar made uh, where all of the pictures for each month are body issue. Um, you know, do you can do whatever you want with the pictures. Try to be creative, I guess, is, you know, just one suggestion from me. So, like... Um, when you get around Christmas time, maybe throw a Santa hat in there, or like, if it's summer, like a July month, um, maybe like a beach ball or something, or, I don't know, um, like a, for March, maybe do like a four-leaf clover, you know, just, you know, be creative, so, so that is it. Um, we're gonna move on to the transactions now, uh, there was only one trade in, in the last uh, between between this episode and the last one, um, and is the last trade of the year. So that trade was involving Michael and Tcorn. Tcorn traded Antonio Gibson and a fifth round pick for next year to Michael for Michael Thomas and a fifteenth round pick for twenty twenty. Did I get that right? Um, I don't know. But uh, I might have gotten the picks wrong right there. Let me just double check. Uh, Got to scroll back a little bit here. 2020, yeah, fifth round pick next year. 2022, 15th round pick. So I got it right. Anyway, so that was the trade. Uh, like I said before, this was the last trade made 
of the season, and it was definitely, I thought, an interesting one, which involved last year's number one wide receiver on the season and a young stud running back, as well as a couple draft picks. So, um, I think this trade could potentially favor both teams involved, um, much like the other trades involving picks. Uh, you get a good player now in exchange for a good draft pick later for the other team. Um, however, if I'm going to be honest, I think this trade quite uh, favors Michael. Uh, Michael Thomas, as I said, was the number one wide receiver last year, obviously very good. However, this season he's only played in three games, um, mostly due to injury. Uh, him missing, um, and if you average out how he did in all those three games, he scores about six and a half points a week, uh, which is not great. Um, on the other hand, Antonio Gibson has been the running back 14 on the season, um, so, you know, pretty solid there. Uh, if this trade were just involving the players involved, I'd still probably say it favored Michael. Um, not only in terms of production you'd get out of the players for this year, um, but as well as the keeper implications. Uh, Gibson, I don't know what round he was drafted in, but, um, well, I can just check maybe right quick here. Maybe not. I don't know how to do the history stuff. Oh, yeah, right here. So he was drafted in the fifth round, so you might want to keep him as a keeper, but um, obviously you don't have to whereas Michael Thomas was the first-round pick, so you don't even have the chance to keep him. Um, however, this trade, as I mentioned, still did have um, draft picks involved. So uh, Michael, on top of getting Antonio Gibson, also gets a fifth-round pick for next year, while only having to give up a 15th-round pick uh, for two years from now. So, um, I'd say, I mean, yeah, Michael Thomas could return to his form that he was in last year and ball out the rest of this season and really help Tikrin, uh, in his playoff push. Um, and if he did that, then obviously it would definitely be, um, it would be closer to favoring, you know, Tikrin, but I think that, um, overall this trade favors Michael. So, that'll move us on to the game recaps. First up, we're going to start with me versus Adam. Um, we had some decent scores across the board. A couple notable ones. Deontay Johnson, 23.6 for me. Uh, Chase Claypool, 21.3. And then uh, the Raiders' defense for Adam got 18. Um, overall, the rest of the scores were not super uh, exciting. Um and this is kind of interesting because this is the first time I picked against myself all season, and I ended up winning. So uh, I won 115.34 to 108.38. Next up, we've got Michael versus Bruce. Uh, this game was um, a bit of a farther apart matchup than uh, the one between Adam and I. Um, so... And it was, you know, two teams that are quite on the opposite end of the spectrum here this season in terms of, you know, you know, production. Um, Josh Allen, 29.36. Uh, you got 17.9 from J.D. McKissick, 23.6 from Marvin Jones. And then, uh, you know, the only really notable score for the other side was uh, DeAndre Swift, 25.9. Uh, he's performed pretty well lately. So, final score for this one, Bruce beat 
Michael, 129.46 to 95.78, which brings us to our next matchup, Kayla versus Brian. Uh, this matchup was also not all that close. Um, it was actually a bigger gap between this matchup than the other one prior. Uh, had some pretty solid scores. Uh, Rogers 26.4. Nick Chubb got 18.6. Um, DJ Moore finally decided to show up this season. Uh, being facetious, but yeah, 19.6. And then on the other side, I mean, Godwin got 15.2. Not not terrible. Dalvin didn't do great. Uh, 14.2. And Drew Brees, man, 5.94. He's going to be out for a couple weeks with some broken ribs. I believe he had five broken ribs and a collapsed lung. Man, not good. Uh, so... Uh, final score for this one, Brian won 114.2 to 73.74. Next matchup, a uh, matchup that T-Corn was looking forward to all season long, T-Corn versus Derek. Uh, this matchup was, out of the matchups we've covered so far, the closest and probably much closer than either team uh, was expecting it to be. Um, you had uh, Derek's side... Uh, Teddy scored 20.04. He also got injured in that game. Keelan Cole got 21.7. And uh, your kicker got 16 points. That's pretty good for you, uh, Derek, there. Um, on the other side, Perry had 16.2. Keenan Allen, 12.9. Gibson, 22.5. Uh, Herbert, not the greatest, but also not terrible, 21.48. Um, like I said, closest matchup we've covered so far this week. Uh, T-Corn ended up getting the win, 101.78 to 95.24. Next matchup, uh, the highest scoring matchup, I believe, of the week. Uh, we've got Fiala versus Colin. Um, we had a lot of pretty solid scores in this matchup. Uh, Kyler Murray got 30.9. Josh Jacobs, 29.6. Wayne Gallman got 19 points. DeAndre Hopkins, 25.7. Uh, but you did get a zero out of Jared Cook over there, Fiala. But your uh, flex, Tyler Bass, he got 18 points. Steelers defense, 13. But then the Bears defense on the other side, he got 14 points. Uh, Matt Prater got 16. Eight, uh, Antonio Brown got 13.6. Uh, did do better than the other Brown. 3.1, if you would have caught that, what, 70-something yard touchdown, that would have obviously helped his game. But, uh, you know, twas not to be. Um, final score of this matchup, Fiala, 155 to 103.82. And uh, that would give Fiala the highest point total of the, of the week. So congratulations, Fiala. You are this week's beer boy. Which brings us to our next matchup, State Farm versus Lincoln. Another quite close matchup, a difference of just under five points. Um, and also, this one was probably uh, one of the lower scoring matchups, both teams scoring underneath 100 points here. Uh, Lamar Jackson didn't do too great, uh, 22.46, but he did much better than Nick Foles, who got 2.44, also left with an injury. Um, you got Alvin Kamara put up 
And then that's pretty much all the production from Lincoln's team. Uh, Jason Sanders got 13 points. Um, but then on the State Farm side, Devontae put up 17.6. He's now questionable for next week. Not something you like to hear. Um, but yeah, not not too much exciting stuff from this matchup. Uh, State Farm was able to get the victory 97.36 to 92.74. Which brings us to our last and closest matchup of the week, a difference of near of uh, 1.26 points. Um, this one was also uh, quite low scoring. Uh, just kidding, it was higher scoring. Um, you got Tom Brady scoring 31.84. You got 23.8 from Ronald Jones, that big 97-yard touchdown. I believe I heard that was the... Uh, only the fifth time in NFL history that a player has scored a 97-yard rushing touchdown. So pretty good for him on that. Um, if only that was a pass, I would have gotten Sam the win. Spoiler alert, Sam lost. Ah, we'll just jump to it. You guys can see the scores for yourself. Macy ended up winning 120.46 to 119.24. I'm going to quickly get a sip of water. Alrighty. That'll move us on to the power rankings. Number 14, we've got Michael. Um, you know, you've got, I think, the least amount of points scored on the week or on the season, and you're also last place by record now. I've got a game up on you. Um, you did go up a pretty decent opponent this past week. It was um, not all that close, but, you know. You would have beaten some other teams, which is nice to think about, I guess. But uh, things don't get much easier for you this upcoming week as you're going up against a pretty solid opponent, um, whom you wish you would have actually beat if you played them this week. So we'll see if you can get that uh, same thing to go for you then. Which makes us to number 13. I've got myself. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I got a surprise and quite delightful victory over Adam. Um, I believe I beat Adam last year in the playoffs, so that's probably the last time I played him. Um, pretty nice there. And uh, next week I go up against another opponent that I think I could beat, so we'll see if I can get two in a row, I think, for the first time all season, because that was, what, just my third victory? So, which brings us to number 12, Derek. Uh, you had a pretty close loss to T-Corn. Um, quite surprisingly, uh, you know, you just get a couple more points from a couple more guys, and you get yourself that victory. Uh, you lost by just about six points. Um, you go up against an opponent who you could very well beat next week, uh, so we'll see if you can rebound. Which brings us to number 11, Caleb. Uh, you lost to Brian, and... Um, it was not all that close. Uh, difference of, what, 40, 50 points-ish? So, um, you know, not the best. Uh, and you do go up against an opponent um, that's pretty solid. So we'll see how well you can do this week. You know, moving us to number 10, we've got Adam. Um, I, I beat you, but you didn't do terrible in terms of points uh, for the week. Um, not the best, obviously, but also not the worst. So... Uh, this upcoming week, you go up against a pretty solid opponent. Uh, that should be a pretty good matchup, I would assume. So we'll see if you can turn things around. Which moves us to number 8. We've got Macy. Uh, you got a win. And I believe that's two two weeks in a row. Yeah, because you know, last week you beat me. 
or whatever, two weeks ago. Um, did I skip? Yeah, I skipped nine. Shoot. All right, well, number nine, we've got Sam. You beat or lost to Macy, but it was quite close. Um, but uh, you could very well rebound this week, and, and you have a good matchup coming up. Um, Going to be a close one between you two, I think. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see if Sam can rebound, which moves us to number eight. Uh, just mentioned Macy uh, beat Sam. But, yeah, uh, as I was saying, you've got a pretty tough matchup, Macy, coming up this week. So we'll see if you can get win three in, the row, three in a row, maybe four. I don't know. I haven't been keeping track of the win and loss streaks for everybody, but you definitely have a two-win streak right now. Moves us to number seven. We've got Colin. Uh, you lost last week to Fiala, um, and it wasn't all that close, but you did put up a solid number. Fiala scored the most points on the week, so, I mean, nothing too ashamed of. But uh, you do go up against a pretty solid opponent, uh, so we'll see how uh, how well you can rebound and maybe get, another get a victory here. Which moves us to number six. We've got Lincoln. You lost to State Farm, and it was quite close. Like I same thing with Adam or um, with Derek. A couple more guys score a couple more points, and you got yourself a victory. But um, not this week. Uh, this upcoming week, though, you you know, I'm just let's just say I'm not going to necessarily bet against you. So, which that will bring us to number five, Brian. Uh, you beat. Caleb quite handedly, and you did pretty decent in terms of points as well. So we'll see if you can keep things rolling this upcoming week against an opponent that's pretty solid. Uh, so yeah, Brian at five, which brings us to number four, Fiala. I've mentioned this already. You scored the most points on the week, um, and you're going to hopefully have to do that again uh, because you go up against a pretty solid opponent um, this upcoming week. Uh, so we'll see how well you can fare. Which brings us to number three, T-Corn. You jumped up quite a bit in the polls, uh, power rankings this week. Um, had a close victory this past week to Derek, against Derek, and um, this upcoming week you're going up against an opponent that, um, you you know, he's been pretty solid uh, a couple times this season, but um, lately he's been going downhill. But uh, yeah, we'll see how you can do. Which brings us to number two. We've got State Farm. Um, you beat Lincoln, uh, but um, yeah, it was a um, what was that? A, it was a pretty close matchup. So you know, you could have got some more production out of some guys, but your team's obviously still very good. Which brings us to number one, Bruce. Um, you know. Nothing new, nothing uh, out of the ordinary for you being at the top. Pretty pretty solid number of points, I believe. What That's probably the second most on the week. Yeah, second most points on the week, so obviously pretty good. Um, you're going up against a solid opponent this upcoming week, so we'll see how well you can fare. So that would be this week's Power Rankings, which moves us on to the matchup previews. We're first going to start off with my matchup, as we always do. Uh, me versus Derek. Uh, key players for myself. We've got Jonathan Taylor, who's really been quite disappointing, to be honest. Um, the last three weeks, he scored single digits. So, 
you know, you really like to see more production out of that guy, especially him from being Wisconsin. Been a fan for him, uh, you know, before he entered the NFL. So he's going up against the Packers this week, and their defense in terms of run is not the greatest. Um, so we'll see if he can rebound and actually score some fantasy points if they give it to them, if they, you know, if they give him the ball. So, and then my second key player, which is key players because it's kind of the same situation for both of them, uh, are Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool, the Steelers wide receivers. Um, they're both going up against Jacksonville, both coming off 20 point games and both very well could do the same thing again this week. So. We'll see how well those two guys can do. And it's actually kind of funny because uh, at certain points in the season, Derek had both of those guys, and now they're going up against him. So, well, that brings us to Derek's key players. Uh, we'll start off with Kenyon Drake, who, um, since coming back from his injury, uh, which is, I just guess, just last week, um, only scored 8.9 points, uh, going up against a division rival on Thursday night this week in Carolina, uh, Seattle. Um, so we'll see how well he can do in that matchup, which brings us to the second key player, Mike Davis, who is, you know, the starter again after McCaffrey, uh, you know, left with injury. Um, he's going up against Detroit this week and their defense is not the greatest. So we'll see how well, uh, both of your guys can do, um, for this one. I've got myself as the winner. I'm back on the bandwagon. <laughs> Of, uh, of picking myself. Which brings us to our next matchup. Uh, we've got Michael versus Lincoln. Uh, key players for Michael. Uh, we've got DeAndre Swift, who I mentioned before has been performing really well. He's sort of quietly put himself as the running back 13 on the season. Um, scoring 25.9 points last week, and he's going, uh, going up against Carolina, whose defense is not the best. So. We'll see if he can keep things rolling. Second key player for Michael is Eric Ebron, another deadly uh, weapon in that Steelers passing offense. Uh, didn't do super great last week, 5.8 points only, but the three weeks prior scored double digits. Um, and uh, he's going up against Jacksonville, just like my receivers. So we'll see how well he can do against them. Um, which brings us to Lincoln's key players. We've got DK Metcalf, who uh, last week uh, didn't do super great. Only got 4.8 points, and he's getting his rematch against Arizona. See if he can get another come-from-behind crazy tackle. Uh, last time he played Arizona, he only got 4.3 points. Um, so we'll see if he can improve on both last week and the last time they faced each other. Which brings us to his second key player, uh, he being Lincoln, and that second key player is Gerald Everett. Uh, he did not do super great last week, um, only scoring 4.7, but, um, you know, we'll see if he can turn things around against a tough Tampa Bay defense. So, Gerald Everett as his second key player, um... Despite Gerald Everett having a tough matchup, I still believe that Lincoln's going to win this uh, this matchup, um, and Lincoln is my lock pick for this week. Which brings us on to Caleb versus T. Corn. Uh, key players for Caleb. First up, we've got Chris Godwin, 
who uh, last week, uh, 15.2 points, so pretty solid. Um, but he's definitely not performing as well as you would have hoped uh, going into the season, being drafted in the second round. Um, so we'll see how well he can do this week up against uh, the tough Rams defense on Monday night. So this matchup could come down to Monday night. Uh, which brings us to Caleb's second key player, Hayden Hurst. Um, 13.2 points last week. Actually, he's gotten double digits in the last four weeks. Or sorry, not last week. Uh, the week before the bye. Week, so yeah, last four weeks he's gotten uh, double digits. And he's going up against the Saints defense this week. Um, their defense is uh, a bit wishy-washy, I believe. Uh, so we'll see if he can keep things rolling for you there, Caleb. Uh, which brings us to T-Corn's key players. First up, we've got Chris Carson, who is dealing with some injuries, um, has missed the last three weeks. Uh, he seems unlikely to play this Thursday, but, you know, he, he definitely could, I guess. Uh, so we'll see if he can play, and if he does play, how effective he will be. Which brings us to T-Corn's second key player, newly acquired, Wide receiver, Michael Thomas. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, he averages 6.5 points in the three games he's played this season. Obviously, he's scoring zero points in the rest of the games because he didn't play. So we'll see how well he can do this week as he goes up against the Atlanta Falcons defense, uh, who is notorious for giving up points. Um, so that, uh, that's your second key player, uh, Michael Thomas. Uh, for this matchup, I've got my winner being T-Corn, which brings us to our next matchup, probably going to be a very high-scoring, very exciting matchup, Fiala versus State Farm. Uh, first key player here for Fiala is Joshua Jacobs. Um, last week, he put up oh, quite a good amount of points for you there. He put up a solid 29.6. Uh, he's the RB5 on the season. Um, man, I really wish he could have put up those kinds of numbers when he was on my team besides that first week, and I guess week five as well, so we'll see if he can keep things rolling this week, uh, goes up against Kansas City, which was his other pretty solid week this season, uh, so we'll see if Josh Jacobs can keep things rolling for you, which brings us on to Calvin Ridley, questionable right now, um, he did limited, have limited practice today, and he goes up against the Saints defense, who is I guess not the best, but kind of middle of the road, so we'll see if Calvin Ridley can suit up and play for you. Which brings us to State Farm's key players. James Robinson is first up. Uh, did not do as well as people hoped he would do, and I'm sure you agree with that sentiment, uh, State Farm, um, last week when he performed against the Packers, uh, putting up not a ton of points. And uh, your second key player is Todd Gurley, who has been quietly uh, performing pretty well this season. Um, I'm trying to pull it up. I lost my my stats here. Yeah, Todd Gurley on the season is RB11. So doing pretty well for himself uh, going up against the Saints this week. So we'll see how well he can perform for this matchup. I have got my winner being Fiala, and that is my upset pick of the week. Which brings us to Bruce versus Macy. First key player for Bruce, we've got Miles Sanders. Um, 
He did not do super great last week uh, when he returned from his injury, only scoring 13.5 points. And that was against the New York Giants, whose defense is not that great. He goes up against Cleveland this week, who does have a pretty solid run defense. So we'll see if he can rebound and perform well for you. Which brings us to our second key player for Bruce, Tyler Lockett. Uh, much like Miles Sanders, did not perform super great last week, only got 11.6. And he's got a Thursday night game this week. Uh, he is a bit injured, but he's expected to play. So we'll see if he can rebound and score some solid points against a division rival. Which brings us to Macy's key players, Kalen Balage, first up. LA Rams, or LA Chargers, a running back, uh, did pretty decent the last two weeks, scoring 16.4 and 15.2 respectively. And he's got a revenge matchup right here as he faces his former team, the New York Jets. So we'll see how well he can do. Maybe he wasn't on the Jets, maybe he was on the Dolphins. I don't know too well. Second key player for Macy is Mark Andrews, who did pretty solid last week in that pretty rainy game. 13.1 points, uh, currently ranks as the tight end number 6 on the season. Uh, and he's going up against Tennessee, whose defense um, didn't look super great last week. So we'll see how well Marky Mark can do for this matchup. I've got my winner being Bruce, which brings us on to Colin versus Brian. Key player for Colin is Ezekiel Elliott, who's been a bit slumping lately. Um... He's only scored six, you know, six point one, eight point three, and eight point nine in the last three weeks before the bye. Um, but he does get the Minnesota defense, who's not the not been super great looking this past couple weeks. So we'll see if he can rebound. Uh, speaking of players not looking great the last couple weeks, we've got James Conner, who's scored just over ten points combined over the last two weeks. And he goes up against Jacksonville, whose defense is not that great. So we'll see if he can bounce back as well. Which brings us to Brian's key players. Another running back that's not been looking great. Melvin Gordon scoring 3.7 and 4.6 points in the last two weeks. And he goes up against Miami, whose defense is not, uh, not that easy to run on. They've been pretty solid this season. A um, bit unexpectedly, but... Uh, that's that's them is the truth, which brings us on to Will Fuller, his second key player. Um, last week did not do super great, eight point eight points, and it doesn't get much easier because he goes up against the New England Patriots defense, who has a pretty solid secondary. Assuming um, Stefan Gilmore will be back, but they still have the McCourty brothers and other solid players on that defense, uh, so it could be a tough week for Will Fuller. Uh, despite that, I have my winner being Brian for this week, which moves us on to our last matchup of the week, Adam versus Sam. First key player for Adam is Russell Wilson. Uh, last week against me, Russell only put up a very little amount of points, especially compared to how much you're used to Russell scoring. He put up 10.92, and he gets a divisional opponent this week, Thursday, against Carolina. Uh, why do I keep saying Carolina? the Arizona Cardinals. Um, so that's your first key player there, Adam. Second key player is Aaron Jones. Uh, also not that great last week, 13.5, and he goes up against a pretty tough run defense this week in, in Indianapolis. 
so we'll see if he can rebound and score a decent amount of points. Which brings us to Sam. First key player, Tom Brady, had a pretty solid bounce back after that schlocking on Sunday night football. Um, put up 31.84 points against Carolina. But he does go up against the LA Rams, who have a pretty solid defense. Um, so we'll see how well he can do against them. Which brings us to our second key player, Robbie Anderson, who last week, uh, 6.1 points, not super great, but he is the wide receiver 12 on the season. Um, going up against the Detroit Lions, whose defense is not that great. So we'll see if Robbie can have a nice bounce back performance. My winner for this matchup is Sam. So this episode, as I mentioned before, is a bit shorter, about half the time that it usually is. But, uh, you know, food poisoning will do that to a person. So um, that, uh, I guess, will bring us to the end of this week's episode. Uh, a bit shorter, as I mentioned like three times now and, you know, a couple seconds ago. So I will call it there. Uh, and with that, thank you and thank you.